0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm happy that many of you were able to listen to my last episode where I talked about a personal event in my life that I wanted to share with all of you. And uh, I want to continue to do this because I think I have a lot of stories that I can share with many of you. Uh, Some of you might find it funny, might find it informative, but overall it's just a fun way of me sharing a story or stories with all of you because it's what I like to do um so for this episode um i will be sharing my story of when um i was in dc during new year's so here we go Warling, this place is a lover's oasis where life's weary chases unknown so i don't quite remember what year it was but i want to say it was 2015 going into 2016. And uh, my friend Vincent had asked if he, um, actually, he just asked if I wanted to go to this, I guess, gala that was happening up in um, Alexandria area. I think it's called the National Harbor. And I said, sure, that sounds pretty cool for like a New Year's Eve ball or something like that. And um, I've never heard of this before. I guess it's been happening for a long time or at least years prior to this time that I was going. Um, but he had invited me, and I thought, well, this might be pretty fun because I'd never been to one of these before. And basically, uh, you, I paid for a ticket that's a all expense pass to drinks and a good time, apparently, right? And basically, you come up, you know, you go to New Year's Eve, you're dressed up, and then, you know, you look nice, and you're in an environment where everybody wants to party and have fun. Okay, so. I think a couple days prior to this, um, we were getting ready and making sure, you know, we had our expenses corrected and, you know, that, you know, we're just excited for the for the week to start or for the event to start. And then I think we left um, a day, I want to say a day before New Year's we left, or actually no, I'm sorry, a day before New Year's Eve we left, and uh, we all drove in the same car. It was, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was myself. It was Vincent, Rudy, and Alan, um, and I think we were driving in the suburban. Um, I don't know if the girls drove separately. I think I don't remember, but I just remember we're all in. The, I guess they must have all we must have all ridden together because um, it's it's a big like I guess like suburban like all black suburban. So we must have ridden all together. Um, but we were driving, and I think it's it was about a good three and a half four hour drive. Probably less than four hours. I'm probably over exaggerating. But um, at least close to three hours uh, driving. And um, we were going to stay at uh, our friend uh, Nicole and Brian's place. And luckily, it's, you know, their location to where the New Year's Eve party was going to be at. It was uh, very conveniently close by. It was about 15 minutes away. So, you know, I guess her spot uh, was the destination to be at, I guess. And, um, you know, we arrived there. We were all getting settled. And, you know, we're hanging out and you know just you know doing what we do before new year's i guess um so the following day we you know we're just waking up and we're just trying to get things together and trying to get the uh activities going and um, i remember at some point in the oven there was a turkey uh, and i guess I, i don't know who started making turkey that that particular day but i do remember that sometime towards the afternoon when the turkey was pulled out and we were all like taking bites out of it. Uh, it was ec- extremely dry. Like I guess, I guess there was, I guess it was just left in there and we just forgot about it. But when we pulled it out, it, it was really dry. Like all the juice and all the water had dehydrated from this thing. And you know, we were like chewing onto it. It, it just, it, it, t- it tasted like a like an old piece of gum from like 10 years ago that's been sitting in your car that you decided to chew, you know, it was, it was bad. And, yeah, I thought it was funny because, like, you know, we're all hungry, so we thought, let's let's just, you know, crack into this turkey, you know, and it's part of the festivities and, you know, failed. It was just, just bad. So that day and that time started, and after that, uh, we started getting dressed up and, you know, getting ready for everything. And it's always, like, a weird time when you're getting ready for an event because, it, you know, it, there's so much anticipation. You know, everyone's getting their hair done. Uh, you know, you're getting freshened up, um, you know, you're just, you're preparing, you know, you're just preparing for a good time. And on top of that, you're wearing a, some kind of like formal like uh, attire. In this case, I was wearing my tux. We we're all wearing tuxes and the girls were wearing their nightclothes and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was just one of those times where we really were just trying to look good and like, at least feel good. And when we get there, you know, we would be stunting, I guess you could, I guess you could say. So, um, I remember... Um, as we were waiting, I think we, we I think we left the house separately, because at some point we, we got a little separated because I think um you know we were kind of doing our own things throughout the day, um, and we decided to leave separately. And if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it was myself, Rudy, and Alan. And we left separately, and we were hanging out at uh, I guess a mutual friend's place, and we we're just you know saying hi and kind of pre gaming, I guess. And uh, eventually, we decided to get an Uber again. And then from there, we went straight to the um, National Harbor. So i would never been to the National Harbor. And let alone, I've probably driven past it and never paid attention to it in the past. Um, but it was, it was nice. Like, we were driving over the highway. I can see it. And it was, you know, lit up. And it was really cool. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a, a great, fun time. You know, like, it's, it's New Year's Eve. This is going to be a great time. Um, We finally get there, and I remember when we arrived. uh, It, I'm trying to remember exactly, but it looked like we were in this hotel, like some some type of big, like hotels, like setting, you know. And you go inside, and it just it's just a ton of people all over the place, you know. It's people all dressed up, and it's people who have already been drinking. It's people running left, you know, running around left and right, and. Um, basically we had to make our way to the escalator because uh, apparently at this place there was a venues of like levels of rooms where there was a lot of music playing um, different kinds of music so if you're into hip-hop EDM country um, you know whatever other music was playing that night um, it was separated by the levels and so you know I, I guess we started making our way up and I just remember looking back behind me and looking in front of me it's just lines of people you know and you know how i mentioned in my last podcast episode where you know new york and JFK, which is Panamodium, it was kind of like that a little bit it was but more crunched into this one place where everybody is just basically going the same direction you know either, either up or down onto or the side or to the left okay so we finally get to our place and you know our ticket pays for drinks and it pays for everything and um decided, to, you know, to get started drinking on, you know, and so I started drinking, I started buying drinks for myself, or not buying, but getting drinks for myself, and uh, eventually, I think we made our way to this other room, which was basically all hip-hop music, and I think by this point, it was maybe around 1140, I'd say, and you um, it was funny, like, when, you know, when you arrive somewhere, especially on New Year's, time seems to slow down a bit, because you're waiting, but when it gets closer to that time frame and let's say you're in the middle of texting people to get them together or you're trying to relocate or you're trying to find people, it seems like you're losing time way more quickly because I kept looking at my, my phone and I kept checking my text messages to see if I missed any text from you know, any, any of our group of friends because at one point we got separated and we were trying to regroup and every time I looked at the clock it seemed to skip five minutes so it went from like 1140 to like 1150 out of nowhere. <laughs> and like you know we were all just you know we we're, we're all scattered so we're trying to find each other so we're in this room and, we, and then we left the room and then we were trying to text each other and find each other and and by the way for you know if if you guys ever try doing that it never really works out because you know trying to text people in the middle of a, of a bunch of commotion a lot of times your phone's not really in your hand it's kind of like in your pocket cuz you don't want you want like drop your phone or you're just not paying attention to your phone you're just trying to like get from point a to point b so when there's like lack of responses or when, when no one's like really replying to any of your text that's pretty much the reason why so you know long story short make sure y'all have a destination and you have a place to meet and you know where to go and just go straight there and if there's any change of plans just let it be known but don't don't like be quiet for a while because then what, and then what ends up happening is that we all make guesses we all start getting restless and then we just start moving all over the place and then we lose each other. And the reason why I'm saying this is because by that point, I think, I think we were getting close to the midnight and we all ran back in the, the, the room with the music because we thought, okay, well, let's just be in this space right when the, you know, b- the ball drops, I guess. And ironically, the moment we scooted ourselves back in there, we all found each other somehow and... And that moment, it was midnight, and we all just celebrated and were happy and, you know, drinking more. So we all were drinking. I was drinking. And uh, I, think, I think we decided to move to another room. And we moved around, and then we went to another place, which looked like an open, like a very big open, uh, like, conference hall space. And I guess for most hotels you go to, when they have, like, conference rooms, they have these large dividers that you can shift so that you can divide rooms so if there's multiple parties happening it doesn't bother the other party um but in this case all the walls were pretty much folded or, or out of, or like out of the way so it looked like one big gigantic room you know filled with just drunk people and we walk inside and there's music blasting i remember i walk i remember walking inside as in like in line and i remember the speaker i walked right into the speaker basically and that thing was in my ear it was so loud like my ears were like ringing but I looked up, and there was, like, these laser lights or whatever, just, like, you know, in in random motion, you know, just flaring all over the place, and the light hit my eye at one point. Not physically, but the light literally just directed towards my eyeball. And I got blinded, and I was, like, lost for a second because I just saw stars, you know, basically from the light burning my retinas. And I was like, oh, shit. And I, I just kept walking, and eventually the blurriness went away. And I remember on stage, there was a ton of people who were just... I guess performers on stage, like dancing and just, you know, being like, I don't know, some kind of visual stimulation for us. So I guess we're just like, you know, watching them. And then I remember I was distracted by the stage because there was so much alcohol that was, you know, being distributed that night that all across the stage was nothing but plastic cups, like like clear plastic, like solo cups like all across stage, it was trashed. And I was like, yo, this is not exactly what I thought this was gonna be because I was thinking that, you know, it was gonna be a little classier, even though all of us are having fun and we're all drunk as hell, I didn't expect to see this kind of trash on stage, and you know, but it didn't really matter because it's New Year's Eve and the ball already dropped and it's New Year's and now we're all just having fun, so that kind of stuff is sort of expected, right? But I just remember seeing that, I was like, ugh, okay. But it didn't matter because I went back to the bar and I got me more drinks, and I don't remember how much I drank that night. Matter of fact, I don't really drink a whole lot. I just drink just enough to feel good, and I remember I think, I think I grabbed me like a, a like a cranberry vodka or something like that. I remember asking for a cranberry vodka at one point, but I got one of those, and you know had that with me, and I was drinking and. Finally, we all regrouped together and we're all just yelling, screaming, and, you know, being obnoxious and being fun and just sweating our asses off. You know, wearing a tux while you're moving and you're just shaking the world, it you know, you burn a lot of calories, you know, like you, you start sweating your ass off and then it's just, you're just wet and you're drenched, you know, like your back is hot. Everything is hot. So that's pretty much was us the entire night. And then eventually... You know, things were starting to die down. They had to start excusing people out of the building because you know it's past that time, and they want all the crazies out. So we decided to go ahead and leave. Um, at some point, we went to coat check and we were grabbing coats, and um, you know, just you know, like it's it's really it's really bizarre when you're like in the room after the party is over, and you kind of get the uh, side effects of everybody around you. Like everyone is either still drunk. Or they're they just got done being drunk, or they're like in the middle of like like being sick all over the place, you know. And if you just look around you, like I saw people with like either no shoes on, like half their clothes are off, and like everyone's hair is all jacked up, and you know people have rosy cheeks because it's so hot. And you know you see girls just crying in a corner because they're too drunk and all that shit. So you know it just. It's one of those things that it's ex- you're expected to see, but when you're in like an environment like that and with that many people around you, it's like, man, it it got it, it was just way too much of a like debauchery for me. You know, you know like I was just looking around going, "Okay, I need to get out of here because it's, it's starting to make me feel like I'm about to get sick myself, you know." Which I which I wasn't yet. I was still feeling pretty good and I wasn't sick yet, so I was I was chilling. Um, at some point, we met up in like this corridor area between like the men's bathroom and the ladies bathroom. And, you know, if you can imagine, the men's and ladies bathrooms are just lined up with people like trying to get inside to use a bathroom. And I felt sorry for the people at the very end of the line because I thought to myself, you know, you're never going to get in this bathroom past like 2 a.m. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just it's not going to happen. Like you're, you're going to be here for a long time. And I was trying to figure out why people were bothering to wait when really if they had just taken an Uber and left already, um, they probably would have gotten home a lot sooner and used a bathroom there. But what's funny was that as we were there, um, we were kind of in this corridor where there's like a janitor's closet. And fortunately, there was like this trash can that the janitor uses and there was nobody around us. So we were just like, you know, messing around with it. And at some point, um, Alan... I can tell Alan was feeling it, you know, and I can I, I, I know Alan was feeling it because Alan drank more than I did. So I know for sure that if he was about to get sick, then I'm I'm definitely going to get sick at least somewhat, you know. So I watched him float over to the trash can and he just throws up in the trash can. OK, that happens. What was crazy about this part is that for some reason, when I turned the corner where he was at, there was somebody like wall hugging like this little like section like, like 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 the um the corridor section and they were peeing like they were peeing on the carpet and i guess they weren't trying to wait because you know if you saw those lines there was no way they were going to use the bathroom so they decided to pop a squat and just start peeing right there and i was like okay i guess this is what we're doing and i was about to do it but i was too chicken because i was like i'm not about to pull out my penis out in public for you know and just start peeing because that's just not me so i was like you know what i'm gonna hold this because it's not it's not worth it you know um, and what's funny was that as I turned around Alan was like, Yo, I got this big bottle of Grand Marnay and I was like, What? And then like he had this unopened bottle. It was huge. I, I don't know what how many liters it was, but it was, it was it was large and it was unopened and they were like, Yeah, they gave it to me at the bar, they didn't want it. So Alan you lucked out because that was a free bottle that probably would cost about maybe close to seventy dollars or sixty bucks the most, and you got a free bottle, so congratulations. That was actually pretty cool. And you know what's crazy is that I don't think we even drank that afterwards. We just kind of left it the way it was. Um, I wonder if he still has it, probably not. But so yeah, the night continues um, and eventually we all get into an Uber and mind you, it's really cold out. And if you're sweaty and you're sticky and it's cold outside, it's very uncomfortable. And I remember at some point when the van pulled up, we were like in this Uber XL van We went inside and I sat on the left-hand side, basically behind the driver, two rows back. Okay, and this is where uh, my life changed and just went downwards from there that night because you know when I said that, you know, when you're dancing, you're feeling good and you're feeling right, you know, you get to shake the world? At this point, the world was about to shake me, okay? I was in the car and I I feel it. I feel something coming up my esophagus I feel something coming up my stomach and about to just projectile out my mouth. I can feel it. But I wasn't gonna let it happen because, you know, I was just trying to keep composure. And for those of you who have seen me in that state, this is what I this is what I do. I, I sit down. When I'm feeling sick, I tend to put my hand over my eyes like I'm trying to shield my face from a scary scene on a movie screen. And I start to breathe really heavily, like I'm about to give birth, you know. Like I started doing this, I started doing that because for some reason, just doing that it's like a soothing factor. Anytime I feel sick, I start breathing really heavily because I, I think to myself, if I can just calm down, if I can just feel relaxed, I won't feel the need to to throw up. Okay, and it worked. It worked pretty good until one of you guys. I don't know who I don't know who it was, but one of you started shaking my shoulder, going, "Hey, bro, are you are you good?" and by the way, that's never a good idea. If someone's feeling sick, don't like out of shits and giggles. You don't you don't grab them and start shaking them and saying, "Hey, you okay?" Because it never helps. Has happened to me on more than one occasion, and I'll get to one of those occasions on a later podcast. But I'm in the car and I'm doing fine. And again, the house from where we were at was about 15 minutes away. And as I was as we were driving. You know, again, I'm still feeling sick. Everybody around us is pretty quiet. Most people are just falling asleep in a car, basically. And I'm over here thinking to myself, oh, my God, keep it together. Don't be a bitch. Keep it together. We're going to be home soon, okay? So by that point, we got into like a, or we went to like this neighborhood, and I knew we were getting close at home because where they lived, there was like some trees in this area and on like this main road. So I thought to myself, all right, we're doing pretty good. I made the mistake of looking up at the win- and out the window and looking at these trees like speed past the window. Okay, I don't know if this if y'all experienced this, but if you look at something and it's kind of hypnotizing, and you're sick, it it makes you feel even more sicker. So I looked at these trees and they were just zooming past me and like zzz, zzz, zzz. and then like visually, it was just pulsating my brain, and that's when I lost it. I bent down and I just threw up on the floor of the van and I don't know who told the driver to stop the car but the car stopped and the sliding door opened and I was nearly almost stumbling out of this car because I was trying to keep my composure and I was I had one hand on the, the van door and I was just throwing up on the street and by this point my eyes are blurry because you know my face got real watery my nose got all jacked up you know with all the snot and I remember looking up because I, I can hear a car coming from across the street and the car lights created like this like this like this uh bouquet effect on my on my on my vision and I couldn't see. It was blurry. So I had to I, I, I had to scoot back against the back like my back was against a van by this point because I was afraid that car was gonna hit me for some reason. Um and I remember just breathing in cold air and I was like, Oh my gosh, why is this happening? And then I remember Vincent comes around the corner and goes, bro, please get back in the car, we're almost home. We're like 30 seconds away. If you don't get back in the car, he's gonna drop all of us out here. And I was like, okay. I get back in the car and I'm desperately trying to hold in my sickness. We finally get to the house and I open the door and I literally just march towards the stairs that lead to the um, the, the house. Um, by that point, I'm there Alan's Alan's next to me because Alan's feeling, you know, he's still feeling a little sick. And um, at one point, Alan starts throwing up in the bushes. And when I saw him throw up, I had to throw up. So I was throwing up again. And apparently there was like an issue with our driver because he was upset that one of us had, you know, messed up his car and blah, 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 blah. So everybody was having like this epic argument with the driver, which I thought was real silly because... It's New Year's, and you would expect those things to kind of happen on New Year's, and this driver was being a complete, you know, waste of time, you know. So that kind of blew over, and he left, and I remember going to the house, and I went straight to the bathroom, and I remember walking through the door, the bathroom's to the right-hand side, I went straight there, and I, I locked myself in there, because I still felt very sick, I was still very dizzy and nauseous, and I was just trying to, like, be in a safe space where nobody could, like, look at me, you know, and... I have to say I was probably in there for a good 20 to 25 minutes just hugging my stomach and throwing up in the the toilet and washing my mouth in a sink and spitting in a sink. Nicole and Brian, I'm so sorry for that bathroom. If it smelled bad, that was all me. But I just I had to do it because everybody was in the living room, you know, already sobering up and I'm over here suffering, you know, and I stayed in there for a long time. I finally opened the bathroom door to have some courage to walk outside and I felt sick went back inside so I stayed in there for like another 5 minutes opened the door again I went back outside and then what's crazy is that when we all walked in, in the the hot like the house we all had our night clothes on like all our tuxes and you know whatever formal clothes on <laughs> and then I looked at everybody and everybody was like in their like sleeping clothes like everybody had and shorts and like t-shirts and like pants on and i'm like how the fuck did y'all get all like dressed out all quickly like i'm over here suffering like are, are y'all not hurt like i'm hurt you know And it was funny i saw brian eat turkey <laughs> brian was still eating that dry ass turkey like what's up bro and he was chewing at the same time and i was thinking to myself why are you still eating that turkey for so eventually everybody found their spot in the house everybody was sleeping everybody found a couch or found some kind of comfort zone that they stayed in and I was pretty much the last one to take my spot and eventually I ended up walking upstairs everybody was in their beds in their rooms and I decided to take the blank spot on the floor I ended up not even changing out of my tux I just wore my tux my dirty ass tux and I just slept on the floor and I woke up the next morning and everybody was awake before I was and I just remember getting up, and I still was hungover, and I still felt like shit. So that's how that happened. And then the other part of the story was we went to Nicole's uh, parents' house, which wasn't far. And um, that same time, we were actually on our way back home um, to you know Virginia Beach, but we decided to stop by her um, her parents' uh, place. And it had a beautiful house. Like it was a really nice house. We went inside and again i still feel sick i still feel like crap and i'm trying to hold it together you know Um, we go inside and i can smell food and normally when food is being made i'm all about it like i can't wait to eat but just being in that house in that moment i felt extremely nauseous and i was like oh my god i can't do this so i didn't want to be disrespectful though because you know her parents were so nice to let us be at the house, you know, all of us, and I, you know, wanted to be respectful, so I stayed there. I spoke with them, um, and then eventually, when the food was prepared and ready, I ate food. I ate a little bit of food, not a whole lot, but I ate just enough to show that I, you know, I'm I'm being respectful, you know, as as a guest. Um, I had to go outside on the balcony a couple a couple times because the cold air was helping me breathe, so I had to breathe in cold air and come back inside and go back outside again and come back inside, and I guess they decided to stay a little longer to kind of talk and catch up. And I, I couldn't, I really couldn't stay at the dinner table. I couldn't be, really be around anybody because I felt so sick and just talking to people, I'm pretty sure they could see it on my face, you know? So I decided, um, I think I think I went to use the bathroom, I think for a second. And then when I looked to like the right hand side or somewhere, it was like a dark area like a den area that hasn't been touched right it looks like nobody congregates there for, for anything but there was a couch or like a love seat and i basically walked there and i just i stayed there the entire time like i just sat down and rested my head against like the pillows and the, like the armrests and i stayed there the entire time i think i slept there for a good hour and then people i guess were looking for me and then um, i think I, I don't know who came over to wake me up but somebody came over to wake me up and they went bro you've been here the whole time and i was like yeah man i don't feel good and they are like oh yeah cuz uh uh nicole's mom was wondering if you were okay and i was like well not really i'm just i'm just trying to stay away a little bit and hide i'm not trying to be mean it just I, I don't i really don't feel good you know so by that point i was woken up and then we all said bye um and you know what's funny before we left we all decided to take a picture on the stairwell and i still wasn't feeling good so I'm literally on the stairwell taking you know having this photo taken of our our whole uh, group and I'm doing this smile like this this smile that says yo get me the fuck out of here cuz I was not trying to pose for this picture but I had to do it and I did it and eventually we left the house we we went back to the um the car and I slept the entire time like I literally just buried my head in my hat that I had with me and my and my scarf and I just slept the entire time, and I felt kind of bad because Alan drove the entire time, and I I was like, you know, we technically were supposed to switch off in case one of us got tired, but Alan drove, and I'm so thankful that you drove, Alan. You're 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 the best. And all I can say is is that that was a rough New Year's Eve, and I will not ever do that again because looking back on that, yes, it was fun, I had a great time with my friends. But the feeling afterwards and the feeling of all this crazy stuff and being far away from home at least three hours worth wasn't